To make it in cannabis, first you must dare to. Twelve years ago, MJ BizCon dared to unite the global cannabis community, igniting a movement that continues to thrive. So let's grow together this November 28th through December 1st in Las Vegas. You'll hear incredible stories, see groundbreaking innovations, and forge connections you need to thrive in 2024. But wait, snag your ticket to MJ BizCon in October. And you are eligible for the 31 days of giveaways and promotion going on right now. So hurry, get your ticket today. And here's a secret. Podcast listeners get 10% off with promo code 23POD10. That's 23POD10. Don't miss out. Get your ticket at mjbizcon.com. That's mjbizcon.com. Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to episode 242 of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Ellen. Now, listeners, imagine this, if you will. You're 28 years old, in the prime of life, and you get diagnosed with 64 tumors throughout your body. And additionally, you had 15 bone lesions. And I had to look up what bone lesions were. They're lumps or masses of abnormal tissue produced when cells within the bone start to divide uncontrollably. Now, that was the health predicament of our guest today. and But by using cannabis oil, he's cancer-free. And joining us from Florida to tell his remarkable story is Jacob Davis. Jacob, good of you to do this. Thanks very much. Absolutely, guys. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a sincere pleasure. Now, take us back to the beginning and tell us why you ended up in hospital. So, the original problem with me going to the emergency room i was i was not sick i I had not had any sick symptoms um and and i'm not to try to sound nasty here but i I thought that i was constipated Uh, my stomach wasn't working right my food wasn't digesting right and i had severe pain in my abdomen um, I woke my wife up around 2 o'clock uh, Eastern time, and I said, Amber, it's time for us to go to the hospital. I said, you know, I'm, I'm sick, and, and I never was the one to get sick. Uh, we went to the emergency room. Of course, my wife jumps up and, and, and gets dressed, and you know, we're out the door. Uh, we get to the emergency room, and I have CTs, blood work. Uh, just all kinds of stuff. They're kind of checking my abdomen, like I said, to see if I was constipated or possible kidney stone, which, by the way, I formed several, several kidney stones. Um, The conclusion at the emergency room was that I needed to see an oncologist. Uh, The doctor come in. He handed me a piece of paper. Uh, It was discharge papers. He had a nurse with him. Um, They stated, hey, 
you know, you, you need to go see an oncologist. Uh, we're not experts in this. Uh, we can't tell you anything else other than you need to see an oncologist. Well, I had went home. I was planning on co- contacting an oncologist the next morning, and an oncologist wound up contacting me. Uh, it was like at 8.15 that morning. Uh, by that afternoon, I was in the doctor's office with the oncologist uh, to go over the results of the CT imagery that they had taken at the Weems Memorial Hospital. Um, he told me to bring my wife with me or a family member. And at that point, I was very worried. I, w- I was scared. Uh, you know, to say I wasn't, I would be a lie. Uh, we got to the cancer center that afternoon, and they showed us the CT report, which only showed uh, like 13 centimeter nodules, uh, a couple of them, and a couple of other little lung nodules. And they were really concerned um, because these 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 tumors were running parallel with each other, or side by side, and they were mimicking each other and the oncologist told me that he wanted to do a PET scan. Um, the next morning, I was scheduled for a PET scan. I went in for the PET scan. We didn't even wait for the insurance to authorize it. Um, I did the PET scan, and I had my results within 24 hours, and it was conclusive for uh, some type of metastatic cancer. They knew that it was cancerous because... It lit up on the FDG uptake that, uh, which I showed Corey a picture of, or sent her a picture. Uh, it, it just lit my PET scan up all over my body, from my esophagus all the way down to my prostate. And I, uh, I was told that I was going to have to have biopsies. And we went in. The the first biopsy was a fine needle aspiration. They went in, they got the biopsy, it come back uh, calcified and fibrosed. They couldn't get any samples. Um, so they decided to do a bronchioscopy, I think is how it's pronounced. I went back for that operation. By this time, I'm on um, short-term disability uh, through the company that I worked for. They... They paid me weekly to be out of work because at this point I couldn't even work. I was just in so much pain. I was having night sweats at night. Um, I couldn't eat. Uh, when I would eat, it would just cause so much pain. And, and it was just so uncomfortable. What was your diagnosis, Jacob? It was B-cell lymphoma that had necessitized into my kidney, heart, liver, lung, and spleen, and also my bone marrow. Wow. Um, I had to go uh, twice a week for six weeks for chemotherapy. I also went for autoimmune therapy. And at that point, uh, when I started the autoimmune therapy mixed with the chemotherapy, I decided that the it, it, it just really wasn't for me. I talked to my doctor, uh, my oncologist, and my oncologist and I had come up with a game plan to... Um, do an open laparotomy uh, to remove some of the tumors and also try to get another biopsy while they were in there. Uh, It landed me in the hospital for about four and a half weeks. Um, My lungs collapsed uh, and I just did not do well. It was supposed to be laparoscopic 
um, when I went in. And in the long run, it was not laparoscopic. I had 36 staples and 200 stitches. Um, and also the, the holes in, in, in my side and back, obviously. Um, now, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. While I was in the hospital, uh, I was on the uh, intensive care unit floor. And there was a little fella across the room from me. I'm not going to give his name because he was young and, and his mother might listen to this radio station one day. Um, but me and me and this young man, we, we become very good friends while I was in the hospital. Uh, and, and that's hard to believe from a little five, six-year-old kid. But this little five, six-year-old kid was going through the exact same thing that I myself was going through. And that, to me, just blew my mind that somebody so young it could affect somebody so young it had no face it was faceless and it was so destructive that it even went after five and six year old children and every day my wife would bring me a peach parfait yogurt from downstairs and I would have one for this young man even though we couldn't eat these peach parfaits most of the time we we would still share them and one day, my wife come in from work, and she brought me my uh, mm -hmm. she brought me my peach parfait yogurt, and she brought his, and I was told that I couldn't give it to him, and um, it's okay. Take your time. He had uh. He had lost his battle to cancer at five or six years old. And, um, you know, it hit a hard spot. That was kind of the pivoting point for me. It was kind of the wake up, Jacob, wake up because this isn't working and it, it's, it's going to kill you. And it, it, at that point, it wasn't even about me. It was about the young man. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it opened my eyes and it made me realize that if I didn't get a grasp on this, if I didn't get a handle on this, the same thing was going to happen to me. In other words, the treatment and would kill you. Exactly. That's what I looked. And, and no, if the, if the young man's mother listens to this, no offense. I, I mean none by it. But I honestly believe that's what killed that young man. He was healthy. He was a child. You can't tell me. That, 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 that it wasn't the therapy and the chemotherapy and the radiation that killed that young man. I know it was. And I was sitting there, and my wife was sitting there, and we had lost all hope. You know, I, I had lost someone that was dear to me, and, and I just knew that I might be next. And uh, I got a text message from an individual named Rick Simpson. It was not Rick Simpson himself. Um, it was his administration. And they had kind of made small talk with me, introduced themselves, and they told me about this medication called RSO. Now, I know you guys had mentioned in the beginning of the show in the introduction that RSO was, or, or that medical marijuana was curing patients all across the world. And it does. I can't agree more. It helps from 
Parkinson's to PTSD to cancer patients to side effects. As a matter of fact, the only side effect of cannabis is the only reason that the majority of the public uses it for recreational purposes, and that's to get high. The euphoric effects of tetrahydrocannabinol, or THC. The RSO for me, once they told me about it once 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 they told me the testimonies of of how it had worked and the people that it had saved i decided me and my wife hey this might be something that we're very interested in um i i started extracting my own cannabis oil uh using a a, a everclear a high grade everclear because the food grade alcohol was not accessible to me here in the state of florida I started extracting my own cannabis oil known as RSO. And for people that don't know what RSO means, it stands for the individual that contacted me, Rick Simpson Oil. It is his extraction method uh, that I originally used to make and create my own medication. Uh, I made this medication at an affordable cost, uh, a very affordable cost in terms of uh money because it was just so much for the chemotherapy and the radiation well i didn't do radiation the chemotherapy i apologize Mm -hmm. um it it was it was not cost effective to keep the treatment that they were giving me and seeing the effects that it was causing on other individuals including myself i started the rso treatment and I had I had went to Alabama at this point because we had virtually lost everything. At 28 years old, you can only save up so much money. Uh, your finances can only be so good. Your credit can only run you so far. Nothing can prepare you for what cancer causes in terms of your finances and livelihood. So we went to Alabama where it was cheaper, obviously, uh, than Florida. And... My friends around me, they come and see me. My my adopted brothers come and see me. Uh, I started this RSO treatment, and I started noticing that I would get up and I would cook dinner. I was eating, and I didn't even realize it. Um, after about two weeks of taking the medication, of course, I knew I was getting high off of it. Uh, the psychotropic effects really got to me. Uh, now I will I will mention that I did notice that CBD uh, did counteract the psychotropic effects of tetrahydrocannabinol, which kind of took the sickness of the the high away because I was getting way high. It, it, it one gram a day of RSO oil, I was very high, and and had a right to be so. Did you start um, at one gram? I did not. Oh, I started good, good, good. at a ve- I started at a very low dose and built uh, up a, exactly because if I would have started at a at a at a at a gram a day, I would have. I w- I like to use the firm comma toasted. Yeah, yeah, you would have you would have been toasted and in a coma. Yes, absolutely, ex- exactly. So, Jacob, so, when you started this uh, oil, did you? This is when you still had like the sixty five tumors. Yes, absolutely. I was no no oncologist wanted to touch me anymore. Uh, doctors didn't want to prescribe me narcotics. They didn't want to give me medication. 
basically, I was a lost hope and a liability. And I know that might sound bad to other cancer patients who might be listening, but you are a liability to your physician. A physician, just like any other person, doesn't want a job gone wrong. They don't want to have a death on their hands. They don't want to have the possibility of a lawsuit on their hands. So what do they do? They, they kind of push you away. And, and that's the problem with the, Candace, the, the cancer industry today is, and it might be a sore subject, is you become a liability. The moment that you're diagnosed with cancer, you become a liability to every physician that you see. Jacob, did they, and, did they tell you how long you had to live, given the fact that that uh, poor five-year-old, six-year-old boy died with the same thing? Absolutely, they did. They told me that I needed to get my affairs in order, if that tells you anything. They brought in a team that did um, the last living will and testament. Uh, They put me, I didn't mention before, they put me on Social Security Disability, SSI needs. And uh, also the Social Security Disability, which is two different things, and I didn't know that at the time. Now, before people go off judging and say, oh, here we go, we have a disability case on our hands, I'll be glad to tell you, I will be more than ecstatic to tell you, I am one of the very few individuals that called Social Security Disability and canceled my claim. I went back to work. I come off of Social Security Disability um, because of the RSO, because it put me back into my lifestyle, into my routine, into my daily lifestyle i was able to go back to work so you're taking the um, oil you you, you you take the oil and you notice yes. you start to get better you know take us through yes. this a bit okay so the timeline of the oil at first i was like oh my god this is just going to be too intense i'm not going to be able to handle it um and and i kept taking it i kept taking it my wife kept staying on me to take it well people started noticing a boost in energy uh, they started telling me that I was I was being energetic and that my, my, my glow was coming back, that my color and my face was coming back. Um, that was after about, I would say, three to five days people started noticing that. Um, after about a week and a half to two weeks, I was getting outside. I was washing the car. I was cleaning the house. I was cooking dinner. I was having dinner ready for my wife when she'd come home from work. Um, I was just being really active, which was really uncommon. So I started using cannabis as smoking as well. I started, you know, making can of butter. I started smoking it. I started because I was like, man, if this stuff is working like this, I, I want more of it, obviously, right? If you take something and it works, you want more. Well, after about a month and a half to two months, which you can see on my Facebook page, uh, I timelined all of this. Uh, after about a month and a half to two months, guys, are you ready for this? Fire I got out of the house and I went trout fishing. I went rainbow trout fishing. I was climbing mountains, hills to get to these fishing spots. And it started building my energy back up. I started looking for arrowheads. Go figure. You got to be a bored person to look for rocks in the ground, right? Well, (laughs) I got out, man, and I just... I was so happy to be back. I was so happy to have this energy that I was looking around for arrowheads on the ground. I was mapping out Indian reservations. I was was doing things, man. I was being active and getting outdoors. And I started noticing I was losing weight. Well, once I lost the weight or started losing the weight, 
I stopped craving sugars. I stopped wanting sugars. And, and there's a reason for that, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. And not to go off on a tangent, but I noticed, I noticed that whenever I went to have my PET scan, two things they done. One, I couldn't consume any food after midnight because it could falsify the test. Two, I couldn't, I, I couldn't move. They want you to sit perfectly still on a table for an hour before the test after they give you the medication because they don't want it to uh, attract the solution that they give you. Well, they give you two things in the IV. They give you a sugar solution and they give you radiation. In Corey, do you know why they give you the sugar solution yes. in the PET scan? Yes, because cancer cells light up like a freaking Christmas tree when sugar You're absolutely the right. They go absolutely berserk. They go right. absolutely berserk. Yeah, That's exactly why your body starves during cancer. It steals all the nutrients and all of the sugar from your body. And that's, in my opinion, what causes most of the fatigue and the, the tiredness and just the never feeling like you want to do anything. It's steadily stealing the good stuff out of your body. Anyways, it steals the sugar. The sugar is a tracer. It's a carrier, per se, for the radiation. Once it gets to the cancer and the cancer eats the sugar or absorbs the sugar, the radiation glows like a Christmas tree. You was very right in that, Corey. Now, here's the the life-changing event that I had. Cancer feeds off of sugar. And if you've ever heard anybody tell you that before, listen to what I'm telling you. Cancer feeds off of sugar. If you want to beat cancer, if you want to starve out cancer, now I'm not saying it's going to cure your cancer. I'm telling you that sugar does not help cancer patients. It bothers you. It makes you worse. The cancer feeds off of it. Stay away from sugar. It's now interesting. It's interesting. You, yeah, interesting you say that because we've we've talked to a number of people who have had cancer, and one of the things, critical things that they've done is they've changed their diet. Yes. And once they changed their diet, things were fine. Those who didn't change their diet, they, they mean the the cannabis helped, but they struggle a bit more. Yeah. Right, Corey. Yeah. It, it's definitely uh, you want to do a, a combination of therapies here. Change your diet. Be really aware of what you're putting in your mouth. Do the oil. You know, it's the oil itself is not a fix-all. No, absolutely, it's not. How long were you on oil? So, I still take it to this day. Good. Yeah, (laughs) very important for you. Yeah. But how long were you Uh, on it before you got clear? Uh, well, I just got clear about four weeks ago. Well, two and a half to four weeks ago, uh, they cleared me of any cancer cells from within my body. Uh, and that yeah, was via biopsy, not just PET scan alone. I have the comparisons, but that that's from actual biopsy tissue that I am cancer-free. Now, wow. Jacob, in the notes you sent us, you said you were in the hospital on July the 3rd. Was that July the 3rd of this year or last year? That was July the 3rd of last year. Oh, I've uh, had year. over okay. 200 hospital visits since then. Okay. Yes, sir. It's been a sick road for me. Uh, the majority of them hospital visits were um, were before the oil. Uh, most of them were from inflammation uh, and blocking vital organs, like the ones in my, which I didn't send you guys my actual pet report. But I have tumors in my superior vena cava, uh, all inside my heart, my mesentery, my chest cavity, my abdomen, 
and it, it a lot of them are in major organs. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the times inflammation would cause the the cancer to either inflame and cause pain or inflame and cause a problem. And the oil, since starting the oil and being on the oil, um, I've, I've not really had any hospital visits. Very, very, very minimal. Uh, the pain uh, that fentanyl and even morphine would not touch. I was wearing a transdermal patch on each arm of fentanyl. Uh, when I tell you they sent me home to die, they sent me home to die. Not only did I have the transdermal fentanyl, but I was taking morphine uh, sulfate in between uh, the fentanyl patches. Uh, along with Xanax and rarely are benzodiazepines and opioids combined for the treatment of pain. I'm sorry about that. Somebody's alarm's going off. No, that's o- that's okay. Um, J- Jacob, what are your what are your doctors saying? To be honest, they don't want to accept the fact that it was cannabis oil. Almost every doctor that I see, including my oncologist, which I completely disagree with completely Mm -hmm. uh says that sometimes cancer can come and go miracles happen they use every excuse in the book (laughs) other than cannabis yeah those 65 tumors just disappeared they just they just they just just disappeared and like i said any of your listeners that want to uh dispute what we're saying here Go on to my webpage. Go on to Google my name. Yeah, we've seen uh, the look, scans. We've, we've it, you know, yeah, we looked at your scans and your pictures and uh, the weight loss. And um, you look amazing. Absolutely, guys. A hundred pounds in the past. I wouldn't even say eight months is when I really started losing it. Yeah, and Jacob, um, you're you're a construction worker. Oh no, 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 ma'am! I'm actually building my house. So oh, okay. Well, that's the construction house. worker to me. Yeah, that's construction. <laughs> so I actually I own my own company here in in the state of Florida. Uh, I, that I had thought I had lost from the cancer, but come back and uh, started it right back up. Well, I think it's amazing that you can build a house. Yeah, who, you who know, goes I from mean, dying to uh, building a house, right? Ian's not building a house. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, that sort of work is, uh, I just, I mean, I'd be willing to help you, but uh, I couldn't, uh, I can't pound a nail into wood without making a mistake. (laughs) Jacob, let's talk about um, how much uh, oil you did. You were doing a gram a day, correct? Yes. Now, were you doing this all orally, or were you doing some rectally, or... Okay, so I'm glad that you asked me that, because one of the first things that you and I had talked about was route of administration. That is so important in my studies. And yes, I said my studies because, you know, I I, I did study this. I didn't just start taking this oil and become a stoner or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I highly, I I really, I really believe and truthfully believe that no, none of your listeners could even tell that I took a gram of oil this morning. I, I, I really, I really don't think that you could tell any difference in Corey and Ian and myself. Um, the route of administration is so important. Uh, you know, not only have I cured my cancer, but I've reached out and I've given other individuals pointers on how to cure theirs. And I have had successful rates from prostate cancer to pancreas to liver. And the way that I have done it is the route of administration and the way that it goes into your body. For instance, 
the RSO that I was taking because I had it in all of my organs. I had to find certain ways to get it to certain organs, correct? Because if you just take it orally, it's going into your stomach. The majority of the medication or THC is being absorbed by the liver and being wasted. You're only getting a fragment of the medication. That goes in hand with any kind of medication that you take, right? Correct. That's right, yep. Okay. So what I come to the conclusion of is it's the way that you want it to go to which organ. In other words, if I want it to go to uh, my liver, I'm going to take and I'm going to take a supplement. I'm, I'm not familiar with what, what, what supplement the liver absorbs, but let's just go off of a tangent and say the kidney. Uh, let's say I have cancer in the kidney. Well, what's one thing that absorbs the kidney absorbs? It absorbs calcium. So what I would do is I would get these capsules and I would combine them with a supplement of calcium uh, with the RSO and I would take the capsule. That way my kidney, I knew exactly which organ in my body was getting the medication that I was taking. Just like the prostate, I would take, I would take the, the vitamins that go to the prostate and I would combine them with the RSO so that I knew that it would have the better absorption rate. Another thing that I would do is I would mix almost every dose of my RSO with coconut oil. And the reason for this, I would also do MCT oil. I got away from MCT oil, but I, I like the MCT oil because of the fatty acids. I found that I was able to combine the RSO with the MCT oil to trick my liver into absorbing the MCT fatty acids, because that's what MCT oil is, is fatty acids, healthy fatty acids at that, it would absorb into my liver and my body would get the uh, full absorption of the RSO leading to uh, lower increments of dosage. It would save me time, money, and material. That's right, uh, and, the, my and, medication. and the MCT also gives you energy as well. Absolutely, yes, sir, Jacob, because it is a healthy fat. I think you're one of the first people we've talked to, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, whose cancer has metastasized to the heart. I don't recall. Wow. Did we talk to anyone else? You know, I think that... Um, uh, I'm gapping out on her name. So we, um, we did at one time. Um, Australia... Colette Hickey's, Colette's son, had wow, a tumor on his memory. heart, and oh. um, that was the same type of cancer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, same yeah, type he, of cancer. He was a uh, 16-year-old boy that we literally plucked off his deathbed. So. Yeah, it's, uh, you can listen wow. to her interview on Cannabis Health Radio we posted uh, a couple of weeks ago. So, that, wow. I mean, you had uh, your non-Hodgkin's lymphoma metastasized to your heart, liver, lungs, spleen, kidney, and your bone marrow. Yes. Man, when I read, when I hear that, Jacob, I think you were a mess. I mean, I can understand why the doctor <laughs> why the doctor sent you home to die. Yeah, they it, were. It was it was too much. It was far too much. And here you are today, about uh, what a year year and a bit from that period when you were diagnosed with with this mess within you, that you're yes. now cancer free. Yes. And, you know, it, the, the term cancer free doesn't come along because I still I'm still battling other things other than cancer. But here's the, the thing. It's not from the cancer. It's from the radiation or not. I keep saying radiation. Chemo. It's chemo. from the chemotherapy. 
uh, like my teeth. I have near perfect teeth now, but this is $3,000 later. My teeth, I never had problems. My teeth started decaying. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I started getting holes in my teeth. Um, You know, just, just gruesome side effects that I wish I would have never done the medication. Had I known about RSO, had I known about medical cannabis, had I known the benefits of THC on the mind and the body, I would have never went through chemotherapy. Now, that's not to say I don't support chemotherapy. If you're on chemotherapy and it works for you, great. I am so glad. Praise everybody for for it working. You know, it's great. Stay on it. But if it's not working for you, if you're scared to try it, please, I encourage you, listen to somebody that's been through it. Listen to somebody that's lost it all. Go to medical cannabis. Go to RSO. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. You're going to ruin your credit score. You're going to lose your finances, and you're going to go through pain that's unimaginable. Do yourself a favor and find cannabis. Jacob, you lost how much weight over the period? So I actually haven't weighed myself. I was at 278 whenever I started, and now I'm down below two, uh, 180. Uh, I actually, for the first time in my life, have a, have abs. I've, I I've saw never, that picture. I was shocked. Uh, you know, I've always, since I was a kid, been chubby. And starting the RSO, you know, I used to, I told you I eliminated sugars. Well, just one day I woke up out of the blue and I was like, you know what? I'm not drinking sodas anymore. Sodas are done. I'm tired of them. They make me feel nasty. I don't want them. Was that the RSO? I have no idea. But I can tell you for 27 years, I, I, I never went without a soda water. <laughs> so all of a sudden I quit drinking sodas. Well, that kind of spiraled to I left sugars completely alone and it wasn't even hard I can't explain it but it was not hard for me at all after uh, quitting the sodas next after the sugars I stopped craving red meats and this isn't one of them I'm going to talk you into being vegan because I could care less what you eat to be honest Ian (laughs) I'm not trying (laughs) to talk you into it but I uh, I can tell you that I stopped craving the red meats and once I stopped eating the red meats and I stopped the sugars, I just started dropping weight like crazy. I started feeling better. The inflammation within my body started feeling better. Uh, my joints started feeling better. Overall, I had a really good sense of well-being about my body. And um, I, uh, the oil just, I, I can't, I'm going to say it again, guys, find, find cannabis find it it's in front of you it's everywhere and you know one of the major things i always get asked by my followers on facebook and social media is well it's not legal here uh i had one person i'm not going to name them if they listen they'll know who they are uh terminal patient cancer patient told me well it's not legal here and i can't i can't get busted blah 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 my comment to them was if you knew you were going to die and you knew you could grow two plants to produce your medication for one solid year. And these two plants didn't have to be no more than four feet high. And you could get all the medication you needed off of these two plants for two years. And it was illegal. There is nothing in this world that would stop me from doing it. One, because I love my life and I value my life. Two, I love the world and I love people and I want to be here for people. And I want to be here to enjoy the world because I love my life, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I come to the conclusion I don't care about the legalities. Arrest me, 
because what's going to happen is, is you're going to have to supply me with insurance. So go ahead. If you want $60,000 a month in medical bills, by all means, state, come get me. And when you get that mentality, you, you, you learn, you know, that the cannabis is not a harmful drug, no overdoses on history, no, 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 no ill side effects. And, and you, you can't dispute that. You can't argue that. No, I think uh, you're absolutely correct, and Corey knows this better than anyone, the number of people who say they won't take cannabis because they don't want to get high. And a fellow in Germany we interviewed, I think it was episode five, Joss, uh, he says, do you want to get high or do you want to die? die? And yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's common as, sense, guys. It's as, simple as, it's as simple as that. Jacob, in conclusion, um, would you like to what would you like to say to listeners in conclusion as we wrap this up in conclusion i would i would like to say i'm just going to shoot it to you straight and i know this isn't about me this isn't about ian this isn't about Corey. Uh, I, i'm not in this to get publicity i'm not in this to to get friends to to make friends I'm in this because somebody out there right now sitting in a hospital bed or sitting on a couch or sitting in that chemo chair needs to hear this. Don't accept no for an answer. Don't accept that it's over because they tell you it's over. Don't sit back and depend on medication that gets kicked back from Big Pharma. Don't sit there and let a doctor who gets kicked back for prescribing a certain kind of medication, tell you that it's over. You yourself know when it's over. You, you yourself knows when it's over. And I come from, and once again, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm telling this to the person that's in that hospital bed or in that chair. I come from near death. I couldn't even move. I couldn't get out of the bed. My arms looked like I was a junkie from my veins collapsing. I, I, I was losing my teeth. I couldn't eat. I was sick. I was in so much pain that it's unimaginable. I was so uncomfortable that I couldn't find, I couldn't find peace. I was praying to God. I was praying to Buddha. I was praying to different gods. I was doing everything I could to get out of pain. I was calling on every name that I knew. There was no hope. 64 tumors and 15 lesions. I shouldn't be here. And I am. And it's because of cannabis. And I will tell you one more thing before I get off of here. Mm -hmm. Because I want, I want to prepare somebody. If you're just getting cancer, if you're just getting diagnosed with cancer, there's help out there. There's foundations, blood foundation, chemo foundations. There's all kinds of financial assistance that's available to you. Just, just research it. Be prepared for your family to step back, not because they don't love you, not because they don't care about you, but because they can't, they can't stand the hurt. They can't stand the pain of losing you, so they distance themselves from you. Be prepared. Be prepared for friends that you call your friends to step away and step to the side and not be there anymore. Be prepared. Get on cannabis oil. Get on marijuana. Whether it be for anxiety, whether it be for depression, whether it be for the side effects only. Try it. What do you have to lose? Nothing. 
Jacob, it was great to talk to you. You're a, a very wise young man, and we greatly appreciate you telling your story. It's a fascinating story, and I'm sure people who are listening all over the world will be inspired by what you have to say. Thanks very much. Absolutely, guys. Thank you all so much for what you do. I hope my message gets out there to somebody. I, I hope that you guys are able to help people. I, I think what you're doing is outstanding. And, and you guys just keep it up because there are sick people in this world, sick, good people that deserve a chance. So keep doing what you're doing, guys. I can't thank you enough. Well, thank you, Jacob, uh, for sharing your story. It's uh, a real inspiration. It truly is. It is. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. Absolutely, guys. Y'all have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Corey, that was uh, just an unbelievable story. Yeah, pretty, pretty darn incredible. Yeah. Jacob Davis in Florida sent home to die, and now he is cancer-free. Cancer-free and helping other people. Right. And if you'd like to help us, you can contribute to Cannabis Health Radio. Uh, you can make a donation on our webpage. You can contribute through Patreon, either a monthly donation or a one-time donation. And we can continue to bring this message to the people around the world. And we thank Ron Zahar of Rowan Sound for the donation of his studio, which is absolutely fantastic. And we thank Mark in Belgium, who posts our podcasts on YouTube. And uh, we are greatly appreciative of Mark for doing that and Ron for doing that as well. And we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.